Bed Bath & Beyond is back with more to choose from than ever before. At the new Bed Bath & Beyond, you'll find all the products and brands you love, along with a huge new selection of furniture, decor, and everything else you need to create the home of your dreams. All in one amazing online store. Download our new app and save even more with exclusive deals and offers. Plus, get free shipping right to your front door. Welcome to a bigger, better beyond. Hey, y'all. Um, happy New Year, first of all. Like, that's the first thing I want to say. I genuinely want to say Happy New Year. I hope you guys, um, you know, are alive and well and you are sticking to your resolutions. I have made none because I know I'm not going to stick to any. So if you make no expectations, you don't uh, disappoint anyone, including yourself. And I want to say that I was here the last new episode, but unfortunately I did get sick again and I want to be completely transparent because I had a lot of you guys DMing me, messaging me, praying for me, sending me good vibes, sending me crystals, a lot of like just positive energy, positive words that helped me a lot. And right now I just want to update you guys. Don't want to jinx anything. It seems to be that I am on a treatment that is working to keep me out of the hospital for um, a while, which is always the goal. You guys know that I have sickle cell disease and I'm always going to like try to break that down to spread awareness, especially from some of you guys who have come over here from Bitch Sesh. We see an influx of listeners. Some of y'all are staying, some of y'all are going. Let me know what you guys like and what you don't like because <laughs> we want to keep you over here. But I have sickle cell disease, which is a blood disorder um, that you basically need oxygen to carry your blood throughout your body, right? So when you have sickle cell, your blood, your red blood cells are shaped sickly, like they're shaped like crescents. So it makes it harder for oxygen to flow through. So when the oxygen doesn't flow through, you get all kinds of different side effects and you go into crisis and your hemoglobin gets low. And that's basically what happened to me, but like a lot worse because when my hemoglobin got low, they kept giving me blood transfusions, but the blood did not stick. Like my, my blood was basically low for a freaking month and they kept giving me blood transfusions and then at one point they're like we can't give you any more blood transfusions because it's not working so they put me on steroids so um i'm probably like super aggro so no one get on my bad side i'm on prednisone and that has been able to um help my blood stick and help me get back a little bit to normal and keep me out of the hospital and um you guys i just want to just thank you for your support and I want to also thank Aaron for his support because he has done a stellar job keeping the podcast going, keeping the page going, interacting with you guys, just doing everything for Bravo We're Black. And we have to get used to saying Bravo We're Black because I keep saying Bravo While Black. That's our app, but the podcast name is Bravo We're Black. Um, so today... I don't have Aaron with me because he is feeling under the weather. We are going to send our good vibes and prayers to Aaron. And I cannot wait until he gets back to cut 
up with him because it's been it's been a time for both of us. So Aaron, please hurry up and get better. But I have my good friend that I've been trying to link up with literally for months, months, the whitest person on the blackest podcast. We have the bad boy of podcasting, Ryan Bailey here. You guys, welcome, Ryan. Welcome back. Wow. Please don't spread the rumor out there that I'm white. I mean, please. Like, by, by, no, by the way, it's it's Bravo. We're black and white today. And huge announcement yeah. on my end. Uh, my podcast is going from so bad it's good to Bravo while black. So I'm going to take that title and they're going to be Bravo. We're black. And right. hopefully you guys will figure it out at some point. But welcome, happy New Year! This is this is my first happy guest spot of the pod. And and Aaron, I miss that you're. I, I feel like I never really get to talk to Aaron unless I'm drunk on like a, a live with you guys. It's fun that way, though. Like it's we always drinking is fun. Having... Yes, drinking is fun. <laughs> I don't know, but it, it always turns out that like Aaron is able to do your guest spots. Yeah. Um, like when we do as a like as a duo, but that BravoCon one, I was solo. But either way, when we come back on your pod, because he invites us to his yeah. pod and we need to come back on his pod, we will be there together. Okay. We will we are a package deal. I miss him so much. And I'm just so grateful that I was able to get you here to talk, especially for the first part of the year. So like really just set the tone because <laughs> Yeah, set what... the tone, all right. <laughs> yeah, let's set that tone. Yeah. <laughs> because listen, no, what happens is that you have done a great job of heading out of what we're, we're trying to do basically like we love bravo bravo is our root bravo is the reason that we have this podcast bravo is the reason that we have the page and guys excuse my voice i just haven't used it that much so i'm not as loud and boisterous um but you have done a great job of intersecting Bravo and pop culture and scripted and unscripted. And that's exactly what we want to do because those are the same things that we love. So today is our Wednesday show. Our Wednesday show is not really Bravo unless there's something, you know, newsy to talk about. And then our Saturday show is just all Bravo. So it's something for everyone. So I'm just glad to have a pop culture expert with me on the first non-Bravo, Bravo We're Black show. <laughs> you know, I think it should all be one thing. I mean, that's like, I'm kind of moving it towards where I hope I can get people into Bravo because I always use them as examples in general pop culture. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, you'll see these things that you're like, oh, it's like an Erica Jane situation when you're referring to an actual just celebrity awesome. getting divorced or something. And you're like, you want to make it all the same kind of verbiage or the same kind of like encyclopedic that you're like encyclopedia you're 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 We're calling information page. from yeah like i like i want everybody to know all of it and that's why like listen it's not even like it's not even uh this is what i'm trying to do this is just who i am it's just that sometimes with the bravo stuff as you you guys find out or anybody that just does bravo you realize it does kind of it doesn't paint you into a corner per se but it can get a little stale in terms of even just watching the shows you guys mm-hmm. feel that at home you know you you get into these shows and you're like this you know, like P- Potomac, I know this is not Bravo, but I'm saying I noticed that it's like, OK, you got great players this season, but not great storylines. So it becomes a little stale. But then if you go out and check out other general pop culture things, you can get that excitement. You know, like you need kind of both sides to really appreciate Bravo. You need the pop culture side to keep you excited and vice versa, I think. 
see what we feel is that I, I 100% agree with what you're saying. Like that is how it is because Bravo intersects in so much, not just uh, Bravo, but like housewives culture specifically, like in memes and in, in everything, like it just all is much together. And when you see something Bravo released to the general public and everyone's talking about it, it's like, Oh my God, I'm the expert. Like I can talk about yeah, this wait, wait. <laughs> for us. We, I feel like when we do our Bravo shows, we're talking to our people. Like we already, we're not trying to convince anyone um, unless you are already a Bravo fan to watch anything. We're talking to you because we assume that you already saw the episode. You heard about the story, but you want us to take you through it more. We we want to just go more in depth. Oh, Kaya, I mean, I go even, I mean, but also it's even more than that because we like, I think we both do this is my listeners. I don't even really consider them listeners. I consider them like my friends that I'm talking to. So they know my, they know my family history. They know my, I mean, they know deeply personal things about me, my (laughs) listeners. And like, that's even weird because you realize even new people coming into it. You're like, why is he referring to his mom so much? Or why is he referring to this? Let me catch you up. Um, Oh yeah. That's yeah. Well, also, I'm like, well, I've been deeply insecure since I was six years old, and that's why I refer. Like, I mean, I broke down like the lyrics to a Dan Vogelberg song today, which is this singer from the '80s that I used to at eight years old. I would cry to when my dad would play it in this because it was about this guy bumping into his ex girlfriend on Christmas Eve at a grocery store. You relate to that so much at eight years old. But that's why what a weird kid I was. I used to fantasize about one day having an ex-girlfriend that I would bump into on Christmas Eve at a grocery store. And so I broke down the lyrics in the song today. And then you realize it's deeply creepy if you read the lyrics, because it's like I grabbed her coat in a grocery store. And like it's really weird if you just read the lyrics, but the music behind it is beautiful. And then it talks about how they caught up about the past and they're both with other people now. And then they share a six pack in a car and then the snow turns to rain. And I'm sitting here playing it almost in storyline. I'm like, oh, it's a full storyline. And I'm like, this is um, it's like the soft rock god, Dan Fogelberg, who's since passed away. But I'm like, I'm like, I, I feel the same emotions I did when I was eight. I'm like tearing up and like it's called same old lang and a- same old lang syne, which is the New Year's thing. So I always think about it every New Year's. And doesn't it hit even harder now that you're a grown adult and have like probably experienced what he's talking about? Oh, I mean, in ways, yeah. I mean, totally. Because it, it just hits you. There are those songs. Like the first year of the show I did, I did a segment called So Sad It's Good. And I would play one of my favorite sad songs at the end of every episode. And this hey, was like... Have you, have you, have you streamed on me? <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you have your computer on you? Do you have, that's, a, that's a deep cut, you guys. But I used to like... Because I, I get a sick kick out of making myself cry. I think we all do in some ways. And like, there'll be those songs where you'll hear like the first chorus or the bridge or the first few notes and you immediately start tearing up. Yeah. Like it's like you immediately get right back into that space of the first time you heard heard that song. And that's to me what Bravo sometimes can't do. Like it's that general (laughs) pop culture thing is that you need to like include music and movies and other TV shows than just Bravo like you guys are doing and it'll give an overall picture that's a lot clearer and especially when you go back to Bravo yeah so yours is kind of like intermeshed together and ours I think we're still treating it as a niche because we just feel so intimate with our Bravo fans like down to like you know just referring to the most like 
random things like obviously quoting the housewives and just talking about what they're wearing it just feels more natural like where we don't have to explain things it's just we're going deeper and then with the pop culture stuff we're new at this so we're still kind of navigating exactly like what we want to cover and how we want to cover it but um but what's great is that you there's no mix it but there's no like what's great about podcasting is there's no there's no like I've got to do it by this Friday. We've got to figure it out. It's always ever evolving, ever change. You got to be like loose. Like I never really understood that in terms it's of so hard for me because I'm a Capricorn. But that, but also that that's one of your positives. But then it's like one of your challenges is to be able to be loose and flexible. Because my thing sometimes is like, oh, well, I've got this locked in. I don't, you know, this this I know people like. I'm trying to right. break myself. I'm trying to break myself of those two and a half hour podcasts that I do. And like, I got Meditza and Sandra who I work with and they're like, come on, just, you you can do it. And I'll just get going. And it's so hard. I listen to other, I don't really listen to a lot of other podcasts, but when I do, I'm so envious that they're able to like pull out like a four, a 45 minute show or an hour show. And I'm like, how do you guys do this? There's so much, I get so excited when I, I do it that, that it keeps with, going. With the length thing- for you like that's what you're known for like you we break up your your timestamps like that's something that we have stolen from you is timestamps so our audiences can go and listen to what they want to listen to like when i just wait i I slow down i want to write this down for my eventual lawsuit (laughs) for you guys just i we borrowed um that from you um but like your podcast is something it's like either an all-day or a multi-day event when i do listen and like is we we love that like we love well, I, how long it is. Like, I think I some think people, but there, there is like, that thing though. Radio. That's what. Well, that's how it initially started. Was that it was because I listened to talk radio as as a kid as well. Like I was like a stern guy, not in terms of the female like aspect of the strippers, but like he was one of the first reality <laughs> shows I listened to because he made everybody around him a character. He made his parents a character. He made the people he worked with. And so I would listen and you could tune in for four hours at a time. So exactly. when I first started during that pandemic year, um, I would, I would do one show a week, but it was six hours. It was a six hour <laughs> show. Like I would really, and it, it would have three guests Uh, Like that would be separate things. There would be music interludes. You'd have my parents. And so it would be this thing that I would hope people during the pandemic would just have on in the background. Like you don't really even need to, I want you to fully listen, but you don't have to. And then that kind of changed then to a daily show. But I, it was in efforts to make it shorter, but then that didn't end up happening. I guess the insecure thing is I'm overcompensating. My therapist would probably say, and I need to learn that I'm okay in any amount. You guys, I'm okay. You are, you are because you always bring hundred percent, even when you're not feeling good, even when you don't have the best news, even when you're being vulnerable, you always bring a hundred percent and you wear your heart on your sleeve on your podcast. So that's a great thing. And you have made improvements because Look, you started at six hours and now you're only two and a half hours. So, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm hoping to get down to five minutes by, by 2030. 2026. It's going to be a five minute show. Well, speaking of that, wait, and also, uh, do you need blood? Do I, am I supposed to give you blood? Was this like a thing that in the beginning, am I, do you need my blood? Like what is going well, on? Like, that's what I invited you for. <laughs> okay. Like, I feel like we should do a blood drive. Guys, like, just feel free to mail, just feel free to mail, mail her blood. Directly um, just directly. Don't even get in with house. the hospital hospitals we don't need no, bureaucracy it finally worked like guys i swear to god when it finally like started working when they gave me the pregnant zone i felt like bella and 
Twilight. In Twilight when she like remember when she dies at the end of Breaking Dawn one and she's just like oh, yeah. completely like dead and pale and then she's gasified on part two. That's exactly how it happened. Um, you need to start running through the. Cool. I want to see you run through the woods now, like in chasing. Um, also, my apartment community. Twilight's so flipping ridiculous. I wa- like I remember it was like two years ago to like this week that I watched like the rest of the Twilight movies and that one when she marries Edward and they go to the island and bang for the first time and they br- like he he's like she's like you're you know like everybody's like warning like you're not going to be able to take it to sex with Edward and like that's yeah. such a like a like a Mormon girl's fantasy of like the first time you have sex you're like it's just too intense but she's able to withstand the sexual advances of Edward Cullen call me like 2007 Heather Gay because I am a Mormon girl when it comes to Twilight like that is just like I just yeah by the way you know she's such a perb she always will text me and like have you seen 365 on Netflix like you are she like you guys should just do a podcast on like red shoe diaries and old Cinemax skin flicks that I used to like watch when I was 12 have you guys seen Nymphomaniac 1 and 2 so off the rails okay wait I have to get control of this this is why yeah yeah yeah. go 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 I need to know what is up with your podcast like what do you have planned for the new year uh i mean just just rocking and rolling the same thing no we're doing uh you know it's talking talking to guests like you talking to new guests for like just to keep myself entertained i love to talk to new people uh and people that i you know I'm kind of one of those things where as it gets bigger, I like to reach out to bigger people and see if there's a, cause it shocks me. I'm like, Holy shit. I'm talking to this person. Like I really truly am a fan of this stuff. So I'm looking to kind of not even, but just like talk to people that I've always wanted to talk to. Like I, right before the new year, we talked to Chris Hansen who did catch a predator back in the day. And I used to watch that. That was, Oh, this is so dark, but it was appointment television for me. And I, you know, and I got to speak to him and I was like, wow, this is truly incredible to be able to talk to people that kind of made these like, like, you know, an impact on your life in terms of media and pop culture. So I want to continue to do that. Um, you know, like, and of course that includes Bravo, but I want to talk to musicians. I want to talk to, I, I mean, it's really, it's one of those things that the sky's the limit. And also just to be as silly, continually silly as possible. Like I was saying, like, you know, breaking down that Dan Fogelberg song on today's show is just like, I want to do more things that, are me, you know, that, that yeah. just is like, this is how I view the world. These are like kind of the sad kid goggles. I grew, I, I view it through, but also that anything we're making everything pop culture now. So the sky truly can be the limit, but the point is. is to, to make everybody feel comfortable and that they are a part of something. This is not your cool guy, New York podcast. This is not your, you know, like this is accessible for everyone is that everybody uh, I want it to feel a part of this in some way. And I I've given up trying to be the cool guy. This is not going to happen. So this is you're not the cool guy. You're the bad guy. You're yeah. I'm the bad, bad boy. boy. Yeah. Like, no, like, listen, I, I, I was two days late on my credit card payment this month. So Ooh. I don't know. I don't know what you, that's called a bad boy. Like I, a credit score. Dude, my Corolla right now is really on E and I'm trying to see how far <laughs> I can drive it. Like, that's how bad I am. I just, I run, I'm risky all the time. Okay, so we're going to do 2023 predictions for your podcast. Oh. Prediction number one. I think that you are going to have Jack Sealer on the podcast. I can already tell you that's probably not going to happen. 
a lot of people think that's going to happen because clear it up. Well, because I, because two of his good friends asked me to unblock him and he was going to unblock me. And then we followed each other. And then he started like making comments on all my posts and stuff. And then over the holidays, I posted a meme with a, like a really like weird looking Simon Cowell plastic surgery thing where I was like the week in between Christmas and new year's. It's like, you don't know where the F you are. And Jax took that cut my photo out of it, but kept the, the meme part. And he then posted it in his stories and his Twitter. And I didn't even know it. Cause I don't look at Jackson's stories. And people, our followers don't play about us. They will literally be like, Hey, what well, and most of everybody was like that, except for two people that were like, did you steal this from Jax? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking? <laughs> you think I'm stealing something from Jax? This guy's literally stolen from the sunglass hut in Hawaii. And you think I stole from him? You think I stole a Jax Taylor original? Are you out of your mind? So listen, I also talk about this very openly on the podcast is that there's part of me that like if Jax Taylor was still on the Vanderpump Rules show, there would be something maybe interesting but like, listen, I've made fun of Jack so much that I don't know then how you have this person on. And especially yeah. I still take these shows very personally. And the way exactly. he talked about Ariana's sexuality and mental health, I still it, it still doesn't fly with me. And sometimes you get the feeling that he's not changed a lot. I hope him happiness. And, he, you know, I hope he's a great father and a great husband. Yeah, you don't listen uh, bad. Oh, God, no, no. Don't. Like, And also, I want to be able to laugh at him. But it just it's like not. You know, I can't really do the memes about Jax anymore because I don't know if they really hit the same way when they're not on the show and they're years removed from the show. Mm -hmm. And that to me also makes me sad a little bit because you see you see this with Bachelor contestants, uh, Housewives. Yeah. You see the, the desperation to get back on the show and the different angles they take, you know, like Kelly Dottle rip on a show, you know, she'll yep. rip on the process, but, you know, desperately she wants back on. And I feel like the same way counts for Jax a little bit. So I don't think I don't think I could do a good interview or the interview I would want. And when I've heard him on interviews before, it always seems to be this pattern of, no, I'm a nice guy. That was fake. You don't get it. You don't. And it's always that instead of the reality of the situation, which I think if he would be willing to be real, that would be an interesting thing. Of I like, feel like it would be different with you because you guys have some kind of like longstanding silly beef that is one-sided because you don't really like hate the guy you just make fun of everyone makes fun of him yeah but i feel like he kind of takes everything very seriously and if you were to have him on it would be like one of the most interesting interviews that you've had and i feel like i'm still gonna put that in my so bad it's good 2023 collection you know a lot of people wrote wrote in saying they don't want to hear that they do because i talked about it on the show once about like because i was really thinking like could i do that and like blocked by Jax, I think you're friendly with her as well. Yes, you know, yes. she was going yeah, live yeah. with him and she yeah. was going, and I was like, and we were talking, I was like, how are you doing this? Cause I just don't, and she handled it great. Like blocked by Jax. She is so good. Jennifer, she is so good at. She can control being, him because he was trying to. Yeah. And she, she'll roll her eyes at him yeah. and she'll roll her. And I always think I have this kind of Midwestern politeness then it's I'll go I'll go hard on memes sometimes in pop culture, but like at the reality of it, I I would if I if I found out they saw it, I'd feel bad. You know, like I don't want like I I live in this dream world where nobody really sees my memes or anything that I say, or so I feel. And when someone does, you're like, oh, oh shit, oh oh. I, or when I mean, someone I, follows you, oh. you're like, you're, your heart drops, and it's like, oh. I go I go back and like try to because I'm just like, I don't. Uh, oh well, no, I've got I've gotten to where it's just like I'll be like, well, 
that's not going to last long. Like, I know they'll unfollow <laughs> me. Like, Captain Sandy no longer follows me. And the same week, Leah McSweeney unfollowed me, which broke my heart. And oh, I was yes. like, I guess I have to accept that I'm not everybody's cup of tea. But at the same time, like, I'm not. I don't want to be, I'm not looking to hang out. Like I'm not looking to hang what? out with them. Oh my God. I think I'm that's not the looking thing is that but I think there's a lot of, for our, well, there's a lot of us that want to, but there's a well, lot of that. Like a lot of people do what we do. They want mm-hmm. to hang out with them. They do hang out with them. And I just, mm-hmm. that's just not in my DNA regardless. Like I just am an uncomfortable person anyway. So the, thought of me hanging out with just anybody already gives me agita but the thought of me hanging out with people trying to kiss bravo liberty's ass to hang out with them i mean bravo con was like pushing it for me of the amount like like it was really great from a scientific standpoint but it was so i mean you you bumped it it up because it's like in in real life i just want to talk about them and talk about them with our listeners and do this for us and for our listeners and if we have a guest on it's because we really just want them on whereas some people are like okay this is the biggest housewife i want them on to talk about it and i'm like that's not necessary like it would be nice it's obviously nice to have big guests on but some of our most downloaded episodes are literally just me and aaron's just talking about no i mean that's it exactly is that that's the thing and it's i i don't it's not like a strategy but the things that you know or or make you feel good is that you know usually my higher episodes are the solo recaps or just me going off on a tangent and those are the Mm -hmm. ones that you're like oh man, they're going to hate this. You think you need some kind of name, but also I think the challenge for 2023 and and the challenge has been the same the last couple of years is that whoever I talk to, I want to make them feel good. I want to, you know, try to try to make the audience understand what's good about them and really, you know, see who you, I hate, I think the word vibe is so overused, especially with Kardashians, but who you vibe with in this natural way where it doesn't even feel like work because we've both come from places where we've had real jobs most of our lives. So it's like, if you're going to tell me this is work, like, yeah, technically this is a lot of work, but it is something that at the end of the day, I am so proud of. I was talking about this with, with uh, Cloud Ten last week, the distributor, and and I was just saying like, yo, like, really it's not this. This, like, this ain't about money. This is about like this is a. And I I said I know this sounds silly because it's a podcast, but this is. I know I'm your eyes, guys. This is my legacy. This is my. I said this is what I leave behind. This is this is the only thing. I mean, I've done things that I've been proud of in terms of acting and my, you know, family was, and friends. Um, on Vanderpump Rules and <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, no, but like this, I take this seriously, and the fact that this will be around when I'm gone, and all the silliness, all the the weirdness, all of that is there, and I want. I want this to continue. Like I, I would be like, if all of a sudden I got the biggest acting role ever tomorrow, which doesn't look like it's going to happen, I would still be podcasting because it's provided me remember when more I told freedom. You to choose on the last. Oh yes, yeah, here, I forgot about that. I literally told you to choose. Do you, would you rather make it it podcasting or make it acting? And you genuinely like had to pause, and you would you still said that you would do podcasting, and I'm like, for an actor who's been on things and you know knows the business and has taught people and and everything that's amazing like that's how you know that you're doing the right thing because yeah no i I'm, I'm not- are, would use this to leverage themselves into 
you know, like more yeah. of no, like know. I mean, like this. Listen, I want to do other things, and we, you know, we did the direct TV stuff or Bravo. <laughs> like, I want to do exciting opportunities like that, and I think it fits naturally in with podcasting. But podcasting has provide like you know, as an actor, you're always remember, even as an actor, you're only like TV and film isn't your medium. It's like a producer or a director's medium on stage. An actor has control like in the theater. But right. other than that, you're still uh, you're not you don't get to choose which parts you audition for. So I'm like barista number two saying, here's your hot latte, ma'am. And it's not like that's what I went to like theater school to do. But with podcasting every day, I get to step up to the computer and go, this can be anything I want it to be for better or worse. And that kind of freedom is something that you, I feel like can only get from things like podcasting. Prediction number two, because I'm doing three predictions, you will be nominated for some kind of podcasting or web award with like the webbies. I think <laughs> I see that in your future. Listen, I, I used to, I don't even, I used to do a bit on my show when I was, uh, where I won the pod, the, pod, I, the podcasting of the year award. And no, I you listen, I don't, I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what that is, but I, I'm like, down to be nominated. This? Who's, who's no, I used to, well, just, it was back. Just, the first, just the podcast of the year. The like, first, no, the no, no, no. I'll tell you what, the first year of the show, I did a recurring bit where I was in love with Leah McSweeney, which is <laughs> she had followed me where I would be like because she was into streetwear and I was like oh she won't think I'm cool enough but then what happens is that I'm in New York for the podcaster of the year awards and I win and Leah is at the <laughs> ceremony the and then I said and then I'm outside of her apartment with a boom box like John Kuzak and say anything and instead of in your eyes it's playing like like a little Kim song or something because I know she likes little Kim and yes. I did the, I would use these huge fantasy now that I'm thinking about it it's probably normal that she would have unfollowed me after some of the things I've said but uh, I hope man that would be God if I could win an award that that would really even I that would it. make my parents so happy I know it would so that was my second prediction and my third one is that your YouTube is gonna blow up because I feel like if you keep putting your interviews on there and then if you go live like if you start utilizing that and then if you start directing more of your traffic to youtube you will have um you know a really successful youtube page and everyone tells me that everyone that's this. that's where, where the money at. is well it, it's certainly is and that's a shout out to maritza who uh put, hey, maritza. because listen Thank like maritza, maritza does all Medita does all my graphics for the episodes and, you know, she's a part of, I guess, So Bad It's Good Enterprises and she's kind of my concierge, uh, they used to call it in The Godfather, but Sandra also books the show as well and they try to keep me on track. But Medita really, she takes all the videos I take and then she puts the beautiful artwork around it. She uploads it. So she does Mm -hmm. all of this really... um, you don't really get unsung work, but I don't get to promote it as much as I want to like the YouTube. It's really hard. Like there are people that really do that. I think this is tea or breaking news or whatever. I think we're going to go live on Friday on the YouTube with the Jen Shaw sentencing uh, afterwards. So if you guys Ooh. subscribe to the YouTube, I think we'll be live afterwards on Friday. So yes, guys, subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to this Patreon and subscribe to this podcast, but also remember to rate it five stars. And then if you guys didn't know, since he's been here, he has launched another podcast called what the kids are watching where he 
watches kids shows and it doesn't sound as as creepy as i've made it out yeah guys the co-host is natalie Poucher, who has a daughter a little daughter i don't have a kid so i'm color commentary if anything it sounds really creepy when you're like he just watches kids he just it's another show where he just he watches kids and their shows. And uh, no, we just finished the first season. It's like an 11 episode first season. But if you have kids and you watch these insane uh, kid shows, it definitely is worth a listen because I fell in love with some of the kids shows. But some of the kids shows are deeply insane, like just deeply. This Coco Melon, you were like, these kids are being brainwashed just like we are with pop culture and Bravo. And they're starting them out that young. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so early. That's why my nieces and nephews. I'm like, hey, Coco Melon, Bluey. Now, Bluey, know? I fell in love with. Bluey was awesome. Bluey is for adults. Like yeah. Bluey. <laughs> okay, so then let's get into yeah, yeah. the show. Finally, um, I had so many. You know, I had those three predictions. Well, what do you think about my three predictions first? Because I, I love like them. I I, those just... are you did my work for me in this year. Now I have goals to go for. I mean, the only the only New Year's resolution I had made was that I was going to quit Diet Coke, and I'm on my third day of not drinking a uh, cold, refreshing Diet Coke. And it's really like I think water is so boring. I'll I'll say it. Water sucks. Water's boring, and everybody is like, "I like water." You're the devil. Like that doesn't even make sense. Nobody's supposed to like water. The people that like water, you like just really like dig deep and it's like something's wrong because water it's it's necessary, but it's not fun. So just don't <laughs> act like it's fun. Don't act you like feel that. better. I feel I'm more energetic already. I've lost 80 pounds in the last two days. I was drinking. It got so bad towards the end of the year. I was going through two liter after two liter <laughs> and it would just be a big old, I would podcast with a big old jug. Like it was, it was just sick. It was getting, and then I would go to like seven 11s with the thirst busters. Cause I lived right next to a seven 11. And so I would go, it would be like my little treat you know, was to get like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go take a pause from the podcast and go get a super jumbo size diet Coke. And it got to the point. Oh yeah. But Lisa Barlow is also Lisa Barlow. Like I would go in there and if they didn't have the right size cup, I'd be like, damn it. What the hell? Oh man. What? Oh, the, the freaking Caucasian man at seven 11. <laughs> <laughs> I would be no. I mean, and then what I would do, like, if they didn't have the the super jumbo size, I would get two larges and act like I was getting one for me and one for somebody else. And like that's what I, you know, because as an overeater, I I would always be my big thing would like back in the day go to uh, Taco Bell and act like I was on the phone and I'd be like, okay, what else do you want? Okay, well that's a lot. Two seven layer burrito. Okay, well three sit, sit soft taco supremes. Are you? And then I would. I would do this fake phone call and I would make sure that the, the Taco Bell employee knew that I was very judgmental of who I was talking to on the phone. So I'd be like, that's a lot of, that's a lot of food. That's a lot of food, but I guess I'll order it for you. You know, I'm just here. So I don't get fined. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So moving on to the Bravo we're black segment. Um, we have to start off with our, Black Excellence Award, which each week we give someone a Black Excellence Award. You guys, I want to talk about the elephant in the room. We started off the Black Excellence Award very classy, um, you know, very chic, um, very like what you think of when you think of Black Excellence. And when I uh, was unavailable, Kendrick and Aaron has descended into chaos. And you know what? I think it fits our show more. 
Um, I don't mind that they gave one Black Excellence Award to Lil Fizz for showing his butthole on <laughs> OnlyFans. I don't mind that one time Bonnie Bella, Jocelyn Hernandez's daughter, got it. Like, you know what? Like, if that is what they think of Black Excellence, that's okay. Because, you know, we're fools. You know, before we're podcasters, we're clowns. Um, but this week, my Black Excellence Awards goes to Tay Diggs because it was his birthday, I believe, like two days ago. He's a Capricorn. And also, The Best Man Final Chapters is such a good show. Like, I watched all of it on Peacock. It was such a delight. If you guys grew up with the movie The Best Man, and then the follow-up, heartbreaking, soul-crushing The Best Man Holiday, where, you know, one of the main characters passes away. This was such a good follow-up to it to see how things ended up. Um, Tay Diggs has also been a joy to watch on TikTok and he has a relationship with April Jones who is Omarion's baby mama who is on um, Love and Hip Hop and it was weird to see at first but when you see them together and when they go out together and you see them in videos they're just a joy to watch and Tay Diggs has just been around so long and I believe that was, wasn't he married to, to Elsa? Well, that, well, I- well, no, I got it. Yeah, I got a good story. I got a good Tay Diggs story. Well, two actually was that I like so he started off uh, on off Broadway and Broadway with the original cast production of the musical Rent. So this was like he was one of he played Benny, I believe. And I got to see I was a student at the time and I got a $20 ticket to see it when it first landed on Broadway the first week after oh Jonathan God. Marson, the creator, died. And I remember like I had been like in theater school studying these kids that had moved from off Broadway to Broadway. And you could tell like it was just pure electricity. Like and I was like a kid from Arizona going to New York to see this waited like got there at 6 a.m. to get $20 rush tickets. Me and my friends got them. And I'd never seen that much energy in that performance. And then afterwards we stuck around. And this is before like iPhones and all this stuff. I have like just like on like shitty camera roll film. All the cast, like Adina Menzel was in that cast, who she yes. who we ended up marrying, like Tay Diggs. I have pictures of Anthony Rapp, all of these guys. And then I was in New York a day later and I saw Tay Diggs walking down the street with headphones. And I was like, friends. And he's like, what's up? And then years later, he became famous from this and started getting movie roles and all of this. Yeah. But then I, I used to run this nightclub in like 2005 in Los Angeles called Monroe's. It was like a small bottle service club. And we had his birthday um and him and adina got like just i think i'm saying her name wrong but they got wasted and they were so nice um they were so nice i was so sad when they broke up but he seems like a good guy he's one of those guys that uh also follows everybody on twitter like literally everybody oh like he follows everybody like there was a joke back in the day because tay diggs was like it was like weird if tay diggs didn't follow you on twitter because he just followed everybody (laughs) but Here's a dude like like he was also on one of the first episodes of Selling Sunset on the first season. Yes, he was. Um, He was. But he's a great actor. He's a great, solid, solid actor and a great looking dude. But he's, I mean, you know, he came from that theater background and just where he started was just work. Well, yeah, I mean, he did the work, but also you see, and just with anything, like even with podcasting, it's like 
you can be the most talented and do the work, but still not have the right opportunity. So it's like lightning in a bottle. That that show Rent uh, at the time, which won the Tony, the Pulitzer, all of these things. It was lightning in a bottle of like this show at this time, which was dealing with, you know, when the AIDS crisis was just so much bigger than it is now. And, and because of shows like this, it actually helped, you know past legislation and medicine and stuff like this, but it was such a beautiful show. And if you listen to it now, it just paints a whole different picture of that time frame in the nineties when we were losing so many people to aid, so many amazing mm-hmm. artists and people and just so tragic. And it was like kids, you know, dealing with yeah. AIDS in New York. And now you're like, really AIDS, you can just take a pill for that. But back then it was yeah. like life or death. And the fact that Tay Diggs got to, you know, have that opportunity and just, kill that opportunity all those people on stage were killing it but he was one of the ones that really leapt off that to a a film and tv career that still to this day yeah and it's like i wouldn't even say that he has like a second act or a third act he's just like no it's forever culturally relevant like he's so consistent and that's hard to do in hollywood and you know him from that era i know him from like growing up and there was like just this era in the 90s and early 2000s where just there was just such a a rise in just black entertainment and movies and shows like and he was at the center of it all tay diggs is just like you know everyone like my older sister's crush my aunt's crush probably my mom's crush like everyone had a crush on tay diggs and he's just such an amazing actor he is talented in so many different ways and yeah, that is my Black Excellence of the Week award. Do you think so he can, do you think days. he lays it? Do you think he lays it down in the be- the bedroom? Do you think he lays it down? I think so because it's always the goofy ones that you got to look out for. <laughs> it's always the goofy. Don't let those little. Oh, I, wait, 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 wait! Are you are you considering Tay Diggs as a goofy one? He is. Then what the fuck am I considered? Like, are you like, if he's goofy, then I'm like a trash can man. Listen, no, listen. He obviously is a sex symbol. But right now, I'm talking about right now. If you go and you type in Tay Diggs, the first thing that will pop up is his TikToks and then the best man. And all of his TikToks, he's in his goofy era. Okay. So, you know, and um, I like that. like it a lot. So, April, if you don't want him, ask him over here. Who is your Black Excellence of the Week award? You know, this actually goes in with uh, interviewing and an interview I heard recently that made me appreciate. Like, I've always not, not, I've never not appreciated this person, but her story actually, because of this interview I heard on Howard Stern a couple of weeks ago, re-contextualized uh, her for me was Lizzo. Is that also like Lizzo to me, like, you know, yeah, like out of the gate, she did an EP years ago, really good, you know, a flautist, you know, just amazing at the, like really had talent. And that first album like blew up and it took so long for the second album to come out uh, and especially with the pandemic. But then also just hearing her do this interview with Howard Stern, it made me really appreciate her uh, all over again, because also just them trying to bring her into the body positivity uh, movement. And like, listen, I'm somebody that struggles with my self-image and body image and stuff like that. And she is so confident in that, but also just like how much flack she was taking from people like Kanye and all that shit, like where I'm like, you know, he would bring her like, remember like a month and a half ago, like, or two months ago when he was like Mm -hmm. on a rant and he brought up Lizzo as like, you know, they want to keep us fat. They want to keep us, you know, they want, and it's like, shut up. Like, like also just 
Because by the way, no matter what she looks like, she can still out sing you, outplay you, out dance you, out like. And I'm not talking about Kanye, but I'm talking in general. No, this girl like has so more talent, people. more talent in her little pinky than all of us combined. The critics, yeah, the critics. Yeah, I mean, just alone. like. The voice alone, if she wasn't just an insanely amazing flute player, if she wasn't like she still can dance her ass off. And, you know, I would sometimes hate when you have that much talent and then it gets like thrown into. But she's also a plus sized woman. And like, yeah, she is. But like, that's not even the first thing I noticed. The first thing I noticed is like, damn, that voice is insane. And to me, to be able to keep your sanity And then also to go past people's expectations because they put you into a corner because of your body, because of things like that. I mean, just think about how mentally draining that has to be on somebody every day. And, you know, she's very honest on social media. Like just being yourself, like she only, okay, I get some of the, you know, sometimes she posts various traps and. Yes, a lot, a lot. She she wants us to see her nude so bad. She does. Like, fuck it, you know, fuck it. And she has a point, like, Steve just does this all the time. But it's just like, how do you get past that? Because it doesn't even matter if she posts something, they talk about her. If she doesn't post something, they talk about her. It's like, she cannot win. And for her to keep such a great attitude about it and then also be honest about it, is amazing and i think yeah just thank god thank god she actually but the funny thing is it's like when you have talent when you have actual talent it might take forever but eventually you'll get your shot and like you know you'll eventually come back around as well like talent doesn't die usually unless you let it die and that's Mm -hmm. why i think somebody like lizzo it's really interesting i was listening to her new album uh, a couple months ago And, you know, also it's like a very interesting, it's a great album, great vocals, but also it's very interesting because it's, it's shooting for, you know, overall fame and sales because like, there's literally a song about like your birthday, it's your birthday. Like, and it's like, of course you want this played on everybody's birthday for the rest of your life. You want, you're going for that TikTok thing, just like Harry Styles does, just like every, you know, she's playing the game and she's playing it better than most everybody out there. And I don't know, like. To me, I really loved hearing her speak with Howard and it really made me appreciate and it made me, I haven't got to watch it yet, but I want to watch that HBO Max documentary on her. I think it's called Love Lizzo. Um, So I really want to see that. But I would say for me, that really inspired me this week. And then I was like, oh, and then she happens to be black. So I was like, that's perfect. Because my second second choice was Jen Shaw. And uh, (laughs) so I think I'll go with Lizzo for this week. Oh, she is our sister in Christ and in Christ. Either Lord. that or Kelly Dodd. Kelly Dodd's another great black Okay, woman. um, you about to get kicked the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I just want to add just one last thing to the Lizzo conversation is like you are so right in all of your points. And I think that I saw part of the Howard Stern interview when she she's like, I relate to the part where um she's like paying me as a white artist is like putting me in this box and it's insulting to me because I'm a black woman who grew up in the church, which is like the blackest place you can sing. And, you know, now that I'm mainstream and white people happen to like me, you are trying to say that I'm making music for white people, which is like insane. And I relate to that so much because I've always been a person that's like, I'm from the fucking hood. Like I'm, me and Aaron are really from the trenches and we literally like made it out. But yeah, we also 
like we like Lil Kim and we like this all this you know good black stuff and then but we also like Paramore we like Twilight like it's just always feeling like we're too black for the white kids and too white yeah. for the black kids and it's just like I feel that when she says that it's just like let people be who they are and black people are just so dynamic and just let us exist and like what we like and do what we do in our yeah. space no I mean uh well I know that and I do that conversation has to be maddening for for you guys or any black person in general because it almost then sets up like you should feel guilty for liking Lizzo's music. But then also, if you're going to do that, you should be guilty for liking Miss Anita Baker's music. You should be right. guilty for liking Whitney Houston's music. You should be guilty for lying. And I'm like, that's not true because these artists, I don't want to speak for black people, but I believe meant a great deal. Like, I mean, was Marvin Gaye somebody that was like not a crossover artist? He was a hell of a crossover artist. Exactly. You know, like, I don't know. So it's, it's interesting to paint that on somebody. It's like another thing to make her feel bad about herself when in the end it's rooted in insane jealousy. It's rooted in insane, like, and, and it's just like, man, just, and I, you want to encourage people like that, even though you're like, why would you encourage somebody that already probably has so much, but it's yeah. like, no, it's like, you want to encourage them to keep going and you want to encourage the them to not side listen. of you. Yes. Like, you don't want to encourage them. And it's just like, you're a piece of shit, you know? So shout out to Tay Diggs and Lizzo. You won the black excellence award. Um, if you would like to come on the podcast, I've yeah. Got a $10. yeah. Yeah. We got a $20 Amazon gift card for yeah. either of you. So please let us know. Whoever contacts us first gets a David Buster's card. Uh, Hell yeah. Well, speaking of artists, I sent you this list that people are reeling over. It is the Rolling Stone 200 Greatest Singers of All Time list. Me, I am upset because obviously Celine Dion did not make the list, but Taylor (laughs) Swift made the list. Well, I... Um, uh I I think I think Taylor Swift has stronger vocals than Celine Dion, hands down. Hands yeah, no. down. Have no. you heard have you heard her latest um, album? Yeah, but I have I, no no no. It's like a listen, there's but that's why these lists are so stupid. You can't you, like the top really 200 exactly vocalists of all time. Yes, we're supposed to pick one like Celine Dion and get upset. We're supposed to pass around this article and talk about it. Like it's ridiculous. We all know Celine Dion can wail. It just seems very pointed because they have all the greats on there. Like Whitney Houston's on there. Elton John is on there. Like these singers that blow are on there and blow in the good way. Um, Minnie Ripperton, like all these singers on there. And then to not have Celine Dion, but you have Rosalia. I mean, shout out Rosalia. She's a great artist. Um, You have Taylor Swift. It's just, you have Robert Plant. It's just like, what, who was in the room? Like, was this a hit on well, Dion? There was he it is. like a personal? What was it? Collective forgetting? Like, because sometimes, by the way, you know, we'll even happen. We'll do that on a small scale of like our favorite podcasters or our favorite. Like, you, you, you sometimes leave somebody out that leave, you're like leave you out. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying you sometimes to... leave out that person that you're like is an obvious person, but they're so obvious that you just forget about them entirely. And the great thing about this is the backlash 
has to make Celine Dion feel great in a way because it's like, yeah, she sh- if you're going to do the top 200 vocalists, first off, that's an impossible task. And also, yeah, yeah. like, listen, you're going to like probably have somebody from your high school that never got an album made that was probably the best vocalist you've ever heard in your life or meant so much to you at a certain period of time that never got their due. So to quantify anything like top 200 of anything, it's like why award shows like the Oscars and Golden Globes don't mean dick anymore because really to quantify somebody's artistic and integrity or performance is impossible and you're just like it's just all opinion it's just like certain people love elton john more than billy joel does that mean elton john's better than billy joel who knows you know no it doesn't so then i want to get your on the second most talked about other than celine dion getting left out i want to get your opinion on do you think that the ranking for the top two is right it's aretha franklin and then it's whitney houston for me Uh, personally I understand, and I don't want to disrespect Aretha Franklin. God bless her soul. Thank God for all of her music. Big fan. But for me, vocally and just musically, and maybe it's because of my generation, Whitney Houston would be number one and Aretha would be number two. There's arguments to be made, uh, I think, for both being right. That's why I think it's a ridiculous list. Whitney Houston, of course, spe- you can't, well, you Whitney, can't well, like, things. but listen, if we're going by what, like, Whitney Houston, of course, meant more to me too. Like, I mean, her life, like, you know, that was. You know, I I was a kid when she gave the Olympics performance, you know, I was a, you know, every bit of that life, even up to her untimely tragic death, really meant something in terms of what I love, which is pop culture. I wasn't around or alive for Aretha Franklin's heyday of like, you know, but uh, listen, I do like go back and listen to Aretha Franklin's albums or greatest hits. Like they do mean something to me now, but Whitney Houston meant something to me growing up when she was actually around. And also just even things on like the, my bodyguard soundtrack, like that was the top soundtrack of all time. And I'll still get chills watching that music video. And, ah, you know, when she looks up on the chair and just like, bam, hits it. And then she looks into your soul. And it hits both parts of the pop culture lover in me because you have this amazing talent And then you also have this weird pop culture pivot where, you know, she's on being Bobby Brown and they're talking about tearing duty, like, like Bobby got duty bubbles out of my butt one time, you know, like you can't find being Bobby Brown. Like they, the Whitney Houston estate, very smart, like very, very wisely struck that away in my brain forever. Oh, I remember watching that going like, what the fuck? Like, what the hell is going on here? Whitney Houston, like, it's not even being Whitney Houston, it's being Bobby Brown. And Whitney's in the background going like, Bobby, Bobby. And it was, that relationship was so wild. Like, I remember her going to uh, meet him when he came out of prison and she jumped on him. Remember that? Like, all that Mm -hmm. shit is like burned into my memories. Um, So, yeah, of course, I think Whitney Houston is number one. But I okay. see that it's I see that it's cooler to put Aretha Franklin in some ways. Okay, so they, they do it on purpose, is what you're saying. I think it's very Rolling Stones, the Rolling Stone magazine of them to do it that way. And there we have it, you guys. So I want to move on to another big show that we are waiting to come back, but it's not coming back anytime soon because turns out they're doing rewrites. Bridgerton. Bridgerton is another show for my horny queens out there, season one specifically. Season one, I don't know which episode it was, but they were in the library and they were getting it on. Um, and <laughs> so we got the news that obviously there is going to be a spinoff that focuses around Queen Charlotte. And that is coming out 
before Bridgerton season three, but it has just been uh, known that the show is going under rewrites right now because apparently the show that it was headed, like the storylines were headed in a dark place. And Shonda, who is the creator of Shondaland, obviously how you live with murder among other amazing things. Uh, she wants to give the audience more joy. And I'm glad that they took the time, even though it's going to take a long time to get Bridgerton back on our screens. I'm glad that she took that time to reflect and say that, Hey, we are headed in a, dark direction because Bridgerton obviously has some sad storylines sometime, but we don't really watch it for that. We watch it for the romance. And wait, I wait, wait, wait. The- I, do you mean, wait, do you mean that like when you say more happy, are you hoping she means like more horny? Like we yeah. need to take, so like me more happy would be like nice strolls and like the old timey flowers and woods. But for you, it's like a, a hand job in the forest. It's all relative. Yeah, <laughs> I, love, I love that you're like I love that she's taking the time to write a masturbation scene that I yeah. like you know I'm like in, how long is that going to take in detail and I want her to do it right you know we can't just have them feel each other up in the library like no I want them to intricately get into these scenes the way that they did that library one so hopefully this means more sex scenes but also just a happier story like I don't want to I don't want like any major character deaths I don't even think that if you read the book i personally i don't like reading um unless it's articles so if you have the book in article form you can send that to me or if it's an audio book i'll listen to it but i don't even think in the book there's any like major character death so i think that they are trying to go back to the source material so Bridgerton yeah in the book is, do they all just have orgasms like non-stop in the book no I, I i have not heard that but if they do um send me the audio book someone please please and make the cast read it too because it's so important that jonathan bailey is on it and phoebe i don't even know how to say her last D- name dice never one of pete davidson's uh side checks <laughs> old, old things um but yeah so Bridgerton is on hold for all the Bridgerton fans out there but the queen charlotte show is coming very soon um there's nothing to watch right now like yellowstone was a fucking flop okay i just watched that mid-season finale that shit was trash i fucking hate it taylor sheridan <laughs> is on my shit list right now um but he has another show it's called uh tulsa king with sylvester stallone and i heard yeah. that, that show is really good and yeah. i cannot believe that sylvester stallone has never played like a gangster because i don't know why i just associate him with being a gangster but He's Rocky, I guess. Um, but Tulsa King is good, you guys. So if you're disappointed like me with Yellowstone, I think you should give Tulsa King a chance. Um, are you watching anything right now, Rick? Uh, listen, I was trying to get through all the Bravo stuff that I have missed. Uh, one mm-hmm. of my, the other new year's resolution, which was not a joke was to finally do married to medicine. So, Please. which we've talked about for many years now. And it's just one God. of those things that I, well, because things keep coming out and then you're like, so like last night I tried to watch, there's this new show on Netflix, which is kind of an interesting premise called kaleidoscope and watch it in any order and- you can watch. Yeah. See, so it's like a, it's like a bit where it's like, you can watch, it's like eight episodes. You can put the episodes in any order you want to watch you can randomly pick them or you can pick them how you want to watch but they will piece together no matter which way you watch it and i could barely get through the first episode i think it was just not that like you have to find these shows at the right time like i appreciate that they're trying something different but like whatever um yeah i'm trying to i was watching uh let me see what's on my list i um i want to watch when are that you going mo- to start marrying to medicine i'm going to start it probably tomorrow actually 
Um, but here's like the other stuff on my to watch shout list in the last week. Um, just because we're talking about Horizon Medicine, and also shout out to Jason from Winterhouse who played into our misquoted Jason fantasy on Watch What Happens Live that one time. He was on Watch What Happens Live, dude. I have, I still haven't even watched like last season of Cobra Kai, which I like. I need to watch. I'm behind a season on Yellowstone because it was so damn ridiculous, you guys. And from what you just said, it seems like it keeps up how ridiculous that show is. And the fact that these guys keep making spinoffs like like 1883, 1945. Yeah. Like, are, is there eventually <laughs> going to be like a 23-20, like a futuristic Yellowstone? Like, stop. Cyber like, just focus Yellowstone. on Yellowstone. Let's make sure Yellowstone's good before we spin I it off. I think that's, anymore. no, seriously, that's what they need to do because I think they're straying so far away trying to bank on taking milking this franchise for what they can is that they're forgetting that your main moneymaker is there and it needs the help of Taylor Sheridan himself. Yeah, I, the, what I saw is not up to Yellowstone standards. I like the ridiculousness. I like Beth getting blown standards. up. You, yes, oh I like God. Beth getting blown up and smoking a cigarette immediately after, like she didn't get blown up. Like I like her killing someone after almost being assaulted. Like I need that. And oh, then, that was and a good episode. Was just so boring oh my god it was but it shows you what works is what you were just talking about even with bridgerton is that you need women and men to be insanely horny while you watch their shows like because (laughs) i i had so many girlfriends i had so many girlfriends going like rip is so hot oh what i wouldn't give for rip to take me and just do things to me and i'm like <laughs> to rip, and then you like the show so dumb. He goes and like you know wants to marry Beth, so he goes to his dead mom's grave and yeah, digs her up right. so he can Isn't get so a romantic? fucking ring. No, it's not. It's stupid as hell. Like, and you wow. you should see it, you guys. Like a fake skeleton. And she's like, he's like, Mama, you would you would really like That's her, Mama. Sweet. I see I see a lot of see a lot of you in her, Mama. And like you're talking to a skeleton, and you just think about this poor actor having to do this scene <laughs> with a skeleton, you know? And he's like really, like really emoting. I just thought it was just so ridiculous. Beautiful. I think that it was beautiful, and I think that they're the perfect couple. And it's like I was holding my breath all season. I'm like, nothing better happen to them, and. You know, like, no spoilers. If you watch Yellowstone, please let me know what you think of this mid-season. And it's not coming back until the summer. They haven't even started filming yet. So it's like they're doing things to piss me off. And I might have to go leave a comment. Um, I just want a scene where Rip has, like, ED, like erectile disorder. He's like, <laughs> oh, Beth, that's never happened to me before. Uh, and she's like, it's okay. You've just been drinking a lot. Yeah, no, I know. It's it's fine. Uh, it's fine. Like, you know, like I want, I want a scene like that or like he's... He's two pumps and it's over. You know, he's like, ugh, I'm sorry. Like, they, they know that that would probably like sink. That would be the last straw. It's like, <laughs> it you can suck it. up the story as much as you want, but do not suck up your female. Or like another fantasy. one where he's like, let's take a second while I put on a condom because I'm always safe. <laughs> <laughs> The whole okay, you know what? <laughs> that's just it's too many layers to that. <laughs> too many freaking layers. Um, I do want to quickly go over uh just some couples yeah that have been appearing in the pop culture sphere and get your opinion on some of them. Some of them you will know, some of them you won't know. And I, I want to clear this up. This is our one Bravo-related topic for this non-Bravo show. I want to tell you guys, as interesting as it would be, and as much as I want her to be, Katie Maloney is not dating Lucas Gage. 
Yeah, no, not at all. Come on, guys. Like, I mean, like, obvi- like to me, that's obvious, too, because if she was, you wouldn't be all the like, sudden posting those pictures like you, Lu- you know, there's so many reasons why she's not dating Lucas Gage. None of them have to do with Katie being a like, I like Katie. I think she's hot right now. It's the hottest she's been ever. Like, I mean, I'm not saying she couldn't get a Lucas Gage. I'm saying Lucas Gage might not even be able to get a Katie. But like, no, I don't think they're dating at all. But I do also want to say that it's not necessarily because of his sexuality because he has ex-girlfriends so he could be you know he we don't know what his sexual yeah i think i, you know, I always is. heard that he was potentially bisexual mm-hmm. um which i don't i don't care one way or the other um but yeah but like I also i know we know he loves bravo. we know he loves bravo he loves right. bravo Right. And I think that people are like taking this and like running with it. And I am the one person who like likes Katie. Um, I can't oh, really I like find you. any you. You're like the only other. But well, you, I feel like you like everybody. That's the well, thing. no, 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 like, no. Like, listen, I, I think Katie, Katie uh, has like one of the ultimate sins is that Schwartz is more entertaining than her. Like, like it's like one of those unfair things is that Schwartz is more emotive in this cute, like, take care of me puppy dog way. So Katie, like, you know, that that I'm really very interested to see how they portray that relationship on season 10, uh, because I, I feel I feel very bad if it just like is a pity party for Schwartz, because Schwartz put Katie in a position to do what she had to do to eventually pave a way for her happiness one day. And like, since Katie has been sort of cold and less emotive, than Schwartz. I feel like she sometimes gets people disliking her. You know, it's easy to like Schwartz. It's easy. And I think, but I think Lucas Gage. the very beginning that this dude is fucking dumping beer on his girl. And I understand that she was tequila Kaylee, but it's like, if my man dumped beer on me on camera and the audience turned against me, I would quit reality TV. It's just like, it's too much to talk about today, but I have always liked Katie and I hope that she has a better season. And I need to get this out because I haven't been able to say this because I haven't been on here, but I think that it's taking too long to have this new season of Dana Comfortables. We don't have yes. a trailer. We don't have a teaser. We don't have anything going on. We kind of know what goes on in the season. We kind of know that Lala is going to be dating people. We know that Raquel is going to be the villain. It's like, are they going to refilm some things and add some things, reshoot some things, and we're gonna have to call it out because we're gonna see that the hair changes because it's like it's been too long. Like, what are they doing? Do you have any insight on it? Do you understand why it's taking so long? Like, well, I mean, pa- pandemic into- pandemic was one of the reasons, but also mm-hmm. I think they were really trying to figure out what uh who the cast was, you know, like and also but you know, the last filmed. Like that's the last what I'm talking about. Oh, the film. Well, I think they wanted to wait till February. Like they didn't want to push it out in, in December, like they had done like previously. So, and I think they're gonna make this a part of a block because Jersey, Summerhouse, and Vanderpump, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, all come out in the same week, if I'm not mistaken. It's like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday thing. So do you think we're getting a Vanderpump trailer? Soon? Very soon, yes. Very soon. Pretty here, you guys. And Very. Soon. And I think that will. I think. I think. I think you will get Tom that. Sandoval. Uh, no, I think you'll get that. If I were to be a predictor, I think you'll get that next week. Um, mm-hmm. And and I hope it's good. I, I think there's a lot of investment in it to make it good. It'll be really interesting. Like, just think about. I mean, I always just say. You know, you're not supposed to still be friends with the people that you bartended with, you know, like 10 years ago. So like I worked at a bar. I'm not friends with the barbacks and the bartenders, you know, like I know one guy still. So it's like really hard that the show 
Like I love all the people on this show and hopefully they can have some kind of magic. Cause it's happened before when they got Lala and DJ James Kennedy on that whole, like that whole season mixed with the Jacks cheating on Brittany with faith. What a magical season that came back from a previously not so strong season. And it wasn't like, remember that show was good even when Saucy was not on it. So I have yep. great hopes that they can still pull a rabbit out of a hat and I don't want, but it is hard when you let this much time go in between seasons and I will be, I, I will never stop watching that show, but I just yeah. really hope that there's some moments where we're like, holy shit. And also you gotta, you Something gotta worry. We don't know. Well, you gotta worry too, because these people have been doing it so long that they can't help, but, and I don't mean self-edit, but they can't help, but make storylines or be yeah. bigger than they should be. You know, I think the audience for any reality show, we're so sophisticated that we can tell when we're being lied to. Turn on for the camera. Yeah, and that something's not totally. And that's, I think Lala has to really be careful in, in particular of playing things up because she's not like natural friends with, I, I don't know. I'll be just very interested to see what happens. But yes. you'll see, you, you you can already write it. There'll be a Lala scene where she like yells at Schwartz, where she makes Schwartz cry and sticks up for Katie. Like you can already write these scenes in your head. And if I can, that means producers can, which means like, you know, they're going to actually gonna encourage Schwartz to probably kiss uh, Raquel. And I don't think that's an actual relationship. So there are going to be things that they play up for, you know, what's going to make good TV. I just need them to hurry up with it because it's it's about to get... It's it's in a, it's already in a tricky like uh, place that we're waiting for a show that hasn't been back for so long to come back. Um, but I do also want to announce that Sheena's husband. No, did they get married yet? Yeah, yeah, they got married. I remember yeah. that wedding. Sheena's husband Brock has been reduced, so um, we have less Brock guys. We did that is very job. that is uh, he. I talked about this with him at BravoCon actually. I think it just got announced officially last week. But he was talking to me about it at BravoCon and like he, you know, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but like he was very open about like he, you know, he didn't take any money that first year he filmed. Like he was like, Mm -hmm. I don't want money. You know, I don't want. And like, I think it was it didn't seem I don't understand. Like, this is the part I don't understand. And I don't have I, I hope Sheena will come on this show so I can ask her this. But it seems like I don't understand why they don't seem to really from an outsider's perspective, respect Sheena the way that they should, you know, is that like, this is somebody that's been there from season one and they still, yeah, but, but, but even in that player, even in that role, that is a, that is a needed role in reality Mm -hmm. shows. So you should be respecting what she gives to the audience. She makes herself look potentially idiotic sometimes for on behalf of that show And, you know, she's, you know, how many love interests have we seen her go through? And I do understand that if they're not going to respect Sheena's wedding the way that they should, if they're not going to, you know, then Brock. No, they better cover the wedding. Like the they way cover, they, they I, I, I know they cover it. I just don't think they covered it as much and as they death. should have. It's, you know, it's like how we got like four episodes for Jackson, Brittany's wedding. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to get an extended four episodes in Cancun, you know, or wherever they got. Yeah. Covered. I guess it's because, well, she's not a housewife, so you can't really compare it to Cynthia. She already got married on camera once. You know, she pulled off the princess uh, <laughs> marriage with, a, I, with, the, with Mike Shea. With Mike, Mike Shea. And then she made all her guests clean up after the same, like, the, the next morning. Sorry, they all had to clean up. Top wedding dress. Like, oh. who, who better? Um, okay, next couple is Angela 
Simmons and Yo Gotti are finally together. And I think that that is a lesson on manifestation, you guys. Like, Drake, I'm coming for you. Because Yo Gotti originally sung in a song that he has a crush on Angela Simmons. I think this was, what, four or five? No, maybe even, like, six years ago. Uh, down in the DMs, he sung that he had a crush on Angela Simmons, and now he is with Angela Simmons. Not only is he with her, but she said that there's, like, no place that she'd rather be. She's, like, really in love. She's really happy. They went Instagram official on, like, Christmas and New Year's, and I think that they make such a cute couple, and it's crazy how um, he could just speak that into existence, because when he first said that, it seemed like he would be the person furthest away from Angela Simmons, uh, the type of person that Angela Simmons would date. And now he kind of even looks better. She like upgraded him. He's grown a beard for some reason. Like he's landed the girl of his dreams. And now is Yo Gotti hot? Like that is what I am finding myself questioning. But congratulations to Yo Gotti and Angela Simmons. She needs some happiness after her baby's daddy was killed um unfortunately in a very um violent and sad way so um congratulations to them do you know who angela simmons i i I do i do but i think that what you said about the song thing about manifestation in songwriting especially we got that rumor right before the holidays where and i don't believe this but it was that uh, jack harlow and dua lipa were dating and Mm, he has a song called dua lipa on his album but the song isn't in my opinion it sucks and i'm like if you fucking (laughs) if you're gonna do a like a song where you're like talking about do it better be a and then you're gonna date her it better be a damn good song because you do a half-ass song called dua lipa and then you date her how is she gonna respect you and going like it's not even like the third best song on the album like and i'm with you but to me we haven't really heard any more than that first rumor initially which yeah. was like weeks ago and now I so i don't believe it i don't like, either but i i think uh i love the manifestation and so like we've seen that like i mean kanye used to do that with kim um like they're uh, also i mean i mean they'll that you mentioned Drake though. And it's like, the, I know this isn't, but Drake is so like, you shouldn't have guys like me thinking Drake's corny, but I think Drake is corny he as is. hell. That diamond he necklace is. thing with the 42 diamonds for every time he wanted to get engaged. That is so corny that I, I, even me, I was like, dude, there had to have been a better use of that money. And you were going to get engaged 42 times. Like the girl he eventually gets engaged to. There's no, there's going to be literally that's that's zero special. trust. There's nothing there. There's <laughs> nothing. Think- you're just, you're another diamond. <laughs> I'm in on that necklace eventually. Who would who do you want to manifest into your life? Like what celebrity would you want to well, manifest? Well, for for interviewing, into? I would I want to celebrate I want to manifest for love, right? We were talking about celebrity. Love. We are manifesting love for this year. Uh, we're setting our intentions for this year. Let me let me think about it too. Angela Angela Simmons. Like, no, Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa would see that's Dua Lipa. I I did that thing at the Dua Lipa concert where I, you know, that, that JLo movie, marry me. And I had the sign that said, marry me to Dua Lipa. And I was hoping she would pick me out of the crowd and marry me. Like in that bad Jennifer Lopez, Owen Wilson movie. That, and was, it that was a great movie. Actually. It was a horrible was movie. It was a horrible movie. That was I a horrible. Acting, but well, you thought, see, this is what, like what you have this great capacity to like horrible movies. Like you have a and really, enough. 
And the oh, thing God. is, like, that movie is so ridiculous on so many. Owen Wilson's like a, a teacher, and wow. then she comes like into class. It's horrible. That movie is horrible. And she dances with the kids, and she has that song. I downloaded it, and it was in my Spotify raps. <laughs> um, but anyways, so okay, you are stealing Dua Lipa. Yeah, because by the way, if I I'll do I'll do a three hour podcast on Dua Lipa. That'll be my version of the Dua Lipa song on Jack Harlow. I want that for you. Uh, yeah. And by the end of this year, okay, so that'll be my fourth prediction. Ryan Thank Bailey you. will date Dua Lipa. Yeah. Um, okay, and then the other couple that I want to talk about is Travis and Kylie are a break. Oh god. Um, if you guys didn't know they were not together for New Year's. Travis was in Miami, and I will say he had fun in Miami when he was down here. Does anybody think there's a time where he's not having fun? Like that dude's not ever fully officially been with Kylie. Let's stop acting like for like appearances. Like Kylie's an Aspen. He's doing like a 15 minute set in, in Miami at like four 30 in the morning. Like let's stop acting. Like that's what I want for 2023 is like celebrity bullshit to stop. Let's stop pretending yeah. like nobody need. I don't need Travis and Kylie together. I don't care. Like I don't <laughs> need it. So why keep it going? Like why, what are we doing this for stormy? Does stormy read yeah. us? Weekly? Why are we they doing have this? two kids. They have two kids now. Yeah, but we don't even know the stupid other kid's name with like Wolf. Wolfie or what. No, no. She said. <laughs> she said, she said we're going back. It, on but that. she said that 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 it's still Wolf right now. And I don't know. I guess we'll find out. The they, next think about the being that rich. Think about being that rich and still not have. Think about having still not having the time to think of your son's name. Like to like to like, really we'll sit down and think later. about it. Yeah, like, we she's like, well, we've got his whole we've got his whole life to name him. You know. Oh my god, yes. And then the last couple that I want to talk about is also a new couple. It's um Lori Harvey and Damson Aegis. <laughs> and she Lori Harvey is like she is an icon. She is like um I would say maybe she no, I don't want to say that. I was How would you describe what Lori is, Harvey does for a living? How would you describe Lori She's Harvey? a socialite. She's okay, a socialite. Okay, okay, okay. So that's and, on um, the resume. If you're on Lori Harvey's LinkedIn, it says socialite. I think that she would state herself as a model because she is in a, a few magazines, but I don't think she, she doesn't model full time. Like she's a fashion. She's a blogger. She's a, she's an it girl. That's oh, wait, it. wait. She's a, wait, she's a blog. I'd like to read Lori Harvey's blog. Not she's like a, a blogger. Blog, like a, a social media blogger you know like she posts pretty pictures i'm sorry i'm, I'm still good. hurt about the michael b jordan breakup and i think she's one He's of the so rare about that he one of the rare so cases she brought it like, like think about you being michael b jordan and then getting dumped by Lori harvey that was and I such almost, a win I, for women i thought less of michael b jordan all of a sudden like it actually yeah. worked where i was like and this guy's like talented, great actor, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. I don't even know what Lori Harvey's ever done. I know she's like hot and all that stuff, but that's it. And then all of a sudden, all she's those like icon. this, this is in the last year, right? Because like who the- she's dated. It's because it's like she is dating these guys who, and, and we're all like, I don't know. People have an expectation of it's always the woman who wants to settle down and have a baby and like do all of this stuff where she is like using the guy playbook to date like the hottest people in the game. Like she went from future, which we saw future kind of turn into who he was with Sierra because when he was with Sierra, he was like a softer person. He was still cheating. He was still having babies. The, the, softer, the softer side of future. <laughs> the softer side of future. And he, re- she really like 
tore him apart. She broke his heart. And that was amazing to see because he is usually the one who is breaking hearts. He's usually the one who is taking names. So to see that flipped, even though I love Future, like just, I love his music and I, I do love him as a person, even though he's a terrible person. Um, I just love to see that. And then she went on to someone bigger and better, Michael B. Jordan, who we thought that would be, you know, maybe not her forever person, but we thought that that relationship would last longer. And um, she was just like, no, I don't want to settle down. And he's very salty about it. He went with, you know, Drake's um, album drop and he kind of like threw shade there. And it's like, wow, for this 20, what is she, like 26 year old to have so much power over these men in the media who are like considered A-list and she's just Steve Harvey's stepdaughter, the power that that has, the international implications that that has, like, I don't know. Like, but, but you know, when, when you do, when, when you do that though, you're setting yourself up to be taken down one day. Like you're yeah. going like, I mean like this now, now all eyes are on her in terms of dating and relationships. And she, there's a lot of pressure that comes with being the Who's heartbreaker. The That's what, you know what? I wanted to call her like the female Pete Davidson, but she's not, she's actually like Pete Davidson. Like he always wants commitment. Whereas she, she's looking for the good time. So, um, I and we all we we were all trying to see like who she's gonna date next because who's hotter than Michael B. Jordan? And it's like he's on his way to becoming a Michael B. Jordan. So it's like you kind of got him when he's like in his era of like on the come what, what role is he gonna take next to really solidify his place because he has such a prominent role on a TV show and people just like love him and he's just such a handsome guy and she's been spotted with him twice. So that's enough to say that they're dating. It's just like, okay, amazing. Lori Harvey, like girl, if you want to come on and tell us your secret, please let me know. Um, do you have anything to add to the Lori Harvey conversation? I get, I just, I feel bad for, I, I never thought I'd be in a place where I felt bad for Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. I like Michael B. Jordan as an actor. I think it's a true, he's a true craftsman. And like, you know, this Creed three is about to come out with him yeah. and he looks just beaten down in it. And I'm assuming that's from Lori Harvey. So <laughs> hopefully we'll get you to it every time. I, I mean, that's so wild that I actually now look at pictures of Michael B. Jordan and I'll like, my first thought is like, oh, poor guy. Like, I don't even think about his acting. I'm <laughs> like, like, oh, what? because like you're like, if you're like about? Michael B. Jordan, you would think the last thing you would ever have to worry about is somebody staying with you because you're Michael B. Jordan. So the fact that that happened to Michael B. Jordan, like even hits home for me. Like, I'm like, oh man, like that's so brutal. Like, you, like you're you. Michael B. Jordan and you can't keep somebody like that's wild. But I think that that is really refreshing in the way that like women you know see other women who are like we put on a pedestal and we're like oh my god this person got cheated on or was wasn't in the best relationship oh my god so like it's not just me so then for men that could be you guys it's like michael b jordan just had a prediction just had a prediction prediction 2023 prediction okay now i initially thought for Pete, when he was dating Emily Ratajkowski for a second, I was like, oh, what an interesting choice. Great choice. And then he's moved on, obviously. But I thought the only way Kim could re like Kim could one up him was going Harry Styles. And everybody said I was ridiculous, but it was fine. But now I'm thinking, what about Kim that. and what about Kim and Michael B. Jordan? God, what about Kim and Michael B. Jordan? So many feathers. What about Michael B. Jordan? Here. That's actually fucking genius. It's really, because they I never both, thought about it. They would both need that real. Yes, they and both need together, that they, they could have said. 
they could repair their their uh, celebrity the Instagram photo. Could you imagine the oh the them on the sign? same roll the same roller coaster at Knott's Berry Farm where she was going down with Pete, <laughs> you know? And she's like, "Hey!" And Michael's like, "Hey!" I mean, I could totally see that. Oh my god! Imagine that. Okay, look, listen. I'm not manifesting this because I don't want it to happen. But if it happens, I won't be mad because that's both what they need. And that's like something that would both level them up. So that is literally amazing. Okay. So the last thing that I want to talk about, because I have kept you too long, because obviously every time we talk, we have to talk about our lives and everything, but love in marriage Huntsville, you guys, if you have been watching this season, you know that that reunion was everything. But the highlight of it for me was when Martel Holt was in the dressing room and Carlos King came up to talk to him before the show started. And he was on the phone with Dre Whitfield, who he is dating. And he said that he would give Sheree a ring, aka an engagement ring, aka get married to Sheree Whitfield because she said so many positive things about him. The things that she said was that he is not like he is on camera at all. He's an amazing dad. He's so sweet. And she just was gushing about him. They honestly seem, and I know that I sound crazy to you guys who watch Love and Marriage, and I know that this man is literally demonic. And I don't know, for some reason, he is also a Capricorn. And I'm finding out that a lot of demonic people are Capricorns, and I don't know what it says about myself. Wow. But, But... He and Sheree seem so in love and I am 100% like against them getting engaged because I feel like he's eventually just going to break her heart because he's a cheater at his core and he has five kids, including like a a freaking like three-year-old and Sheree just does not need that in her life right now. I don't think Sheree needs to raise a three-year-old, but I think that they're they're happy together. I don't see an issue with the age gap because he's like, what, like 41 and Sheree is like 50 something, but she's a hot 50 something and also like it kind of like doesn't matter because like men date younger women all the time and also it just comes down to like maturity and we already know that martel is completely immature anyway um so i just think that we should entertain them as a couple and if they are happy we should let them be happy and i want to know if you guys agree with me if you disagree with me dm me comment on our instagram email me let me know if you think that this is all for the camera because we just saw that sheree had a birthday and at her birthday if you go and on her timeline and swipe martel is in the photos along with cynthia who is a friend of the season on atlanta um, so we are going to get Martel on Real Housewives of Atlanta, and we probably are going to get Sheree on Love and Marriage Huntsville. And it's 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 like any it's everything that I could ask for as a Carlos King fan, as a Real Housewives of Atlanta fan, as a Love and Marriage Huntsville fan, as a reality fan. Like I, this is my multiverse of madness. Like remember when y'all went to Spider Man and then all three Spider Mans was there, and we literally <laughs> lost our shit. Like yeah, but it's like this, but like times ten for me. Do you think that, okay, so do you know who Martel Holt is? Like, have you been given the right I know he is, but I don't watch the, uh, I know I don't don't watch watch those franchises. So, but do you know, like, how he is? Like, do you know, like, what he's known for? I've heard, yeah, I've heard things, of course, like you said, like a demonic individual. Um, so like I'm aware (laughs) of, I'm aware of those characters, and it's like, it's like those are like those shows where you're like, yeah, man, like if I had more time, I would, I would definitely get into it, but it's also, 
bordering now on 90 day fiance for me. So every time I look at it, I'm like, what? They have a, a Huntsville one and they have a different, like, it's like, well, dude, where do I even fucking start? Like, no, 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 you cannot get overwhelmed. And you know what? My, my whole thing is not even to introduce you to watching this show just yet. Like, I'm not going to want you to watch the show until we see Sheree on there. Cause then you have more incentive to watch the show. What I want to know is like from, just being a fan of reality and hearing about him, what do you think is going to happen? Like, do you think that this is a real relationship that uh, Sheree is in, or do you think that they are playing this up because it works for both shows? I think it's as a real of a relationship as any of the ones Sheree's been in. Like, I mean, like, listen, I mean, like, I don't, I think there, I think when you get in there, you start dating for reality shows rather than really dating. And it kind of like, there's probably elements like, yeah, but there's I'm sure so many other like people that Sheree could date that is not as like, it wouldn't cause as much as an upset. Re- well, no, but remember, remember Sheree is ultimately still a very insecure person. So I think it's really whoever comes after her in the right way, which you could, this could be said about anybody, but I just do think like, she's not had the best track record on who she gives her heart to and the reasons why she does that. And she's a very open and feeling person, obviously. And that's why sometimes I feel she gets taken by the wrong men. So Mm -hmm. if this person is the wrong man, I can definitely see it being for real. Like, you know, like if, if this person's not right for her, then I can definitely see it being real. You know, I'm saying it keeps everyone's saying that this is just for the show, but I'm like, Sheree likes these deeply broken, terrible men. And he is deeply broken and terrible. Like he is still arguing with his ex-wife and he just, divorce not long ago yeah. so that's why i'm like this could be the real thing but you guys like sheree and marcel are like really in it and i know that carlos king is smiling andy cohen is smiling and this is going to make for a great season of atlanta wait wait, so, wait no so- i wanted to ask about that actually do you think andy cohen is smiling i want to know like because like you know i'm a big fan of carlos king as well and just what he's done um, but at the same time i always think does andy get a little butthurt that like They're taking he- away well, that he's almost kind of the, you know, Andy Cohen of this oh. network over here, you know, like, is that, is there a, or is it celebrated because Carlos started off in the Bravo family? I just see that, you know, I follow Carlos and all that. And I, you know, see the reunions and all that stuff. And that I think really is an Andy Cohen original. So Carlos is borrowing from the reunion idea, which is not a hard idea, but I always wonder if it, Andy the celebrates Carlos. Kind of like watch what happens live. Yeah. But by the way, but like, dude, yeah, get your coin, get your all like, and also you're you're really damn smart at what you do and really get yeah. it. So it's like, yeah, but I wonder if I just personally if wonder if Andy is jealous, jealous if Andy's or if Andy's like, no, man, like I take all come, you know, like because like I don't think we get jealous in terms of podcasts. Like, I mean, like I don't, yeah, like, like I don't think so. I wonder if Andy I, gets I jealous like, of other I'm like, oh my god, like I I don't know, like when someone has like the same guests that I have, I kind of like celebrate that more because I mean, it's like, oh my God, this is my friend. And I never worry about, is this going to get more downloads or more popularity than no, my interview? No, God. Could you imagine? Because I mean, I don't think you have the, 
Like I especially don't have the, the time to do that. Like, you know, like I wish I could sit there and just no, but bitch I know all day. People who are like that. They yeah. literally don't like when people have the same guests. Oh, uh, I actually wait, you're right. Gets, now that I'm thinking, wait, actually, attention. I actually like if, do know a someone, couple of people like that. I do. Yeah. Actually. If yeah, someone if it gets okay, Never mind. answering the Andy Cohen thing, I think right now he is proud of Carlos King. But if Carlos gets too if it gets a little bigger than Atlanta, like if love and marriage, that whole not the franchise, but just the whole story of Shrimp and Martell. If it plays out better on Love and Marriage than it does Atlanta, that's when it's like, oh, you're fucking with my. That's the thing, and that's what's what's so hard is that you you know these housewife shows have been going on for decades now, you know, de- you know, decade plus, where you know, and and we bitch about them a lot. Like, and if you have a really hot season of of over Love there on own, like that's going to be, you know, I, I think if you had like a, you know, that could get sensitive at times and i saw that candace and chris were at love and marriage dc like the finale taping oh no and candace is really not happy lately so what's going on like and they're in the same city like potomac is in dc so love and marriage dc and isn't monique already on dc well, she allegedly quit the show, and that is a storyline that is coming up. So it's like it's interesting. Could you imagine if they had Monique so and Candace on that show? Like that's show. they actually have they the, just the, each other. That would be insane. Well, because it's like kind of like I always think about like when Chris Rock left SNL and he went to Mad TV, but he only mm-hmm. went to Mad like Mad TV was like on the heels of a cancellate, like it was about to get canceled. But there was like a couple episode crossover that a lot of people don't remember that Chris Rock was on Mad TV at the very end, and it was just very interesting that you can do that with reality now, where these people like you know like that's what I was saying like. You know, I started watching Love After Lockup again, unfortunately. Oh, my God. And, and, you know, you just think about, like, man, like, you know, could we get Jen Sean Love After Lockup? Can we get, you know, like, because if that can happen on... on Me and Aaron manifested that. Yeah. We were like, we want Jen Sean Love After Lockup. Especially if she gets three years. Like, that, it'll still be around. No way. There's no way she's getting three years. But we'll find out on Friday. Yeah, exactly. And you guys watch Ryan's live on friday and what what else do you want the people to do like thank you for chatting with me like i no just so I listen much. i mean just keep keep in. supporting keep supporting all of us i mean that's it there's only so many just go, i mean like you it's like really a listener's market is that there's so much great stuff to choose from so i would say just try everything out there you guys and and the other thing that you said at the beginning and this really doesn't even go for me as much as it does for like you know like if you listen to something once rate it five stars and if you know like don't you know, if you don't like something, I always just say like, keep it moving. Like there's so many other things to listen to, but you don't like, it's like people that do this, usually the majority of them are doing this for free and like doing this, like to really try to put something out there. So you want to support as many people as you can. And that can be really impossible and daunting sometimes for the listener with the amount of content you have to face. But I mean, just, you know, I, I love that we all find an audience, you know, like we all, and I, I truly believe everybody listening, you guys will all have your own podcast one day. And, yeah. and you know, like that's what's good. That's like how it's going to be. You're going to be we made to by the government. The government's going to make you do a podcast. <laughs> it's all in your agenda. You get, you get one with, that's going to be in the next COVID vaccine. You get a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bill Gates just put a podcast in me. And then fucking seven shine to get in the podcast. <laughs> well, I love you so much, Ryan. Thank you for coming. And um, we will be on your show soon. Yes. And it will be with Aaron because I, I, I have to be there with Aaron. It's always more fun with Aaron, obviously, that more fun. Yeah. Um, and obviously, listen to the show, rate it five stars. Watch out for his Instagram. He's, or did you make it to 60K? I just made it today. Congratulations. I don't want to say anything because then I feel like if you say something, you just, so people just mass unfollow you when you're happy about anything. So I don't want to say anything really because I just know people will mass unfollow. I'm going to go and tell everyone how Ryan just made it to 60K. Do not because people will start unfollowing in masses. Yeah, I know. I always see you got to get over that amount. People want to see you hurt out there. People want to like bring you down. So uh, yeah, I don't want it's that. hard out here. But congratulations anyway, because you are at 60K and you're going to stay at 60K. So congrats on that. And just watch out for Ryan Bailey and watch out for us on Ryan Bailey. Yes. And also, since I'm back, um, I'm going to be using my podcasting friends a lot to help me make content for you guys, whether that is on Patreon, whether that is on the main podcast. And also, we have something in the works that we want to tell you about and we want to ask you guys to stick with us um through it but we will tell you more when we know more so you guys let me know what you think about our takes follow ryan follow us rate us five stars download us send this to your mama your grandma your dog just play it in the background we love you so much and um until the saturday episode which is going to be all bravo where we're going to talk about real housewives of miami real housewives of potomac real housewives of salt lake city what happened to heather's eye in my theory obviously and um, yeah, so happy 2023 and bless you all. Bye. And send blood. Send send her blood. Send me blood. Bye. Uh, uh, uh.